there's been a lot of talk that late round QB is dead. The elite quarterbacks are the Kings. We have to draft one of them. We need the elite quarterbacks. They have the highest upside. They allow us to draft only two. Some people are even saying draft the elite quarterbacks and draft three. We're going to see if we can debunk that today. We're going to see if we can draft a good late round quarterback team. Underdog blessed us with the puppy two dropping today. So we're going to hop in there. See if we can't see if we can't uh, do a little something different. Everybody likes Josh Allen. Everybody likes Kyler Murray. Everybody likes Patrick Mahomes. Let's do a little something different and have some fun. So <laughs> what the behind the scenes look, you know, sometimes at these silly uh, fantasy football draft streams that we do is I was sitting here like almost clicking the go live button and like I'm having like an allergy fit attack. Apparently that's a Friday thing. A few Fridays ago, I think I also had it. I have terrible allergies having like an allergy, absolute allergy fit. I'm just like getting all this just like chaos basically going on um up here i mean i normally have chaos with the the ugly mug but i mean like internally there's like a lot going on here and i was sitting here just like i don't know if i'm going to be able to do this cold open like i feel like i'm about to die and so it's fitting because um if you watched last friday here on this channel uh myself and rob coakley did a best ball hot dog eating contest on what is going to be one of our new shows still spike week draft club um where we're obviously drafting best ball teams but we're calling it the draft club with a twist where we're gonna kind of do some fun themes around around drafting a best ball team and what we talked about last week was we were gonna do sort of a hot ones a hot ones episode of a, of a best ball draft right Every pick or every couple picks or whatever, eat a hot eat a a, a hot wing that uh, has some some kind of hot sauce on it that culminated in this final boss that we've we've purchased. I think it's called like Satan's. I don't know. It's it's something ridiculous. It's it's upstairs. Um, Satan's you know death or whatever. It's some just absurdly hot hot sauce um, that we bought. That's probably going to kill me. But had to push that back because um, if you listened yesterday to the show with Pat Crane and myself um, here on this channel, it's my sister's birthday. It's Satan's blood. Thank you, Rob. Satan's blood. Um, that's the hot sauce. And it comes in this little, it looks like a, um, it's like a genie bottle, right? And it's really small. That's how you know it's just so fucking hot that it's like literally going to kill you is it comes it's like 20 bucks, which is not crazy or anything, but it's like 20 bucks and the bottles like this big and it's also shaped like, in you know, anyway. Um, but we, we talked about this. We want to do these kind of new fun draft streams and stuff like that. And um, 
I was thinking about it earlier this week because we were working on scheduling and everything. And uh, it's like, well, it's my my sister, my 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 younger. So my younger sister turns 30 today. Don't don't uh, don't uh, tell her that I told you that it's her 30th birthday, but she turns 30 tonight tonight. And we're you know, we're going out like after this. Um, and if I did that, <laughs> if I did that and showed up to my sister's 30th birthday get together with all my family, they might kick me out of the family. I'm surprised they haven't kicked me out of the family already, but they might kick me out of the family. So anyway, we're, we're going to get back to the, uh, with a twist drafts, but today we're going to, and it's fitting, right? There's a, there's a puppy draft or a puppy tournament, a new puppy today. And, um, so it'll work. We'll, we'll get back to it. I just wanted to, uh, level set for anybody that watched the hot dog video and wanted to wonder why we weren't doing the thing that we said we were going to do last week. So anyway, um, yeah, puppy two is available now on underdog today. I started writing the playbook for, for, uh, premium subscribers on the website. I started writing the playbook. It's so funny. I, I just, I wrote this actually before, um, I came down here to start the show. I wrote like, a, a huge portion of the strategy has to do with the fact that this thing's only going to be open for like a week or two, <clears throat> maybe less at this rate. But I started writing, I don't know, a couple hours, let's just call it three hours or so, three or four hours after the tournament opened and it was 6% full. All right. Or excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. 6% full, like 6,000 people had already drafted in a few hours into this puppy. So this tournament is just absolutely, I mean, these puppies fill up so fast. So we might as well hop into, um, into one of them. And I've been wanting to, it's the perfect, um, I think thing to do something like this with the late round quarterback. I've been, I've been thinking through a lot of stuff, um, with different strategies, you know, we're in this kind of dead zone of the, of the NFL off season where, you know, there really isn't that much to talk about with 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 players. Um, the Gabe Davis uh, thing was really funny to um, kind of talk about or whatever, but you know it's it's generally we're not getting a lot of new news. We're really not getting any new news other than like a Baker Mayfield trade, and so it is uh, kind of a downtime. So I've been thinking through. Yesterday, I uh, brought Pat on. I I really do highly recommend going and watching the. Um, best ball theory show with myself and Pat Corain yesterday, where we kind of walked through exposures, how we're thinking through exposures and all of that. It was really good. And like a really helpful exercise just for me, honestly. And so if it was helpful for me, um, I think you'll, you might be able to gain something from seeing me walk through it. My favorite takeaway was actually happened like literally right before the show, I was trying to walk Pat wanted Pat had some questions about the draft IQ tool which is what we use to show our exposures. And uh, on DraftKings, I've done 76 teams into their $5 Millie Maker. And I have one uh, one team that has any Raiders on it with Trey Lance and George Kittle. Like any Raider, pick a Raider. And so just diving into those exposures has been really helpful. But that's one of the things I've been, you know, that's a a, a theme of something that I've been thinking about. But also, like, it's so easy to, like, become a robot through the course of this offseason and draft the same types of teams 
in every tournament and the same types of teams. Just every time you show up, right? You have the things you like. You listen to other people. We talk about structure. We talk about strategy. We talk about all this nonsense. And it's like, well, got to get an elite quarterback. So get an elite quarterback and get an elite tight end. And you need X amount of running backs and X amount of wide receivers and all this stuff. Um, and it really started this week. <clears throat> Sorry. I told you. I'm, I think I'm dying. I think it's the hot dog hangover. I think I might. there might finally be killing me uh, today. But the talked with Hayden Winks from Underdog. And um, he was doing some research into like players, uh, positional scoring volatility, which snowballed into like all this different conversation, which was, which, <laughs> which was uh, awesome. <clears throat> no, Jason, no, no, please don't even say the word. Don't even say the word. Uh, this is no shit. I, I don't know if this guy, um, I, I never know if people know that I did the hot dog thing. Or it's like bullshit. Like, you know, I don't know everybody that like replies on Twitter or whatever. And anyway, um, I'm trying not to get sidetracked because I've been bullshitting for too long already. But my point about the late round quarterback thing and why I was talking about the exposure thing is I think we're we're in this like point of the offseason where I've just actually started to be more thoughtful about these strategies. And a late round quarterback is the one that like this like light bulb almost went off in my head this week when again when talking with with Hayden was because he he was actually doing a study on literally basically nothing had nothing to do with with late round quarterback but he came back and in looking at the volatility of scoring and just the general scoring of of every single position he was like what's interesting is quarterback scoring you know we've drawn this conclusion so he didn't he didn't like totally say all of this i'm i'm kind of paraphrasing the takeaway what is interesting is that quarterback scoring has been a really big outlier in the last couple of years and so we as a community in fantasy football have drawn a conclusion on what that means saying right everyone says this is the like i've probably said it i i know tons of other people have said it oh you know, the quarterback market is just so efficient. We can project it better. The elite guys just have a, a higher ceiling and, you know, and a higher expectation. And the late round guys, it's not the same anymore. They don't have the upside, right? You can't get Lamar Jackson in the 12th round anymore. You can't get this, whatever, you know, the, these, the, the quarterback thing is different. The elites are where it's at now because you just, it's just different now. That's what everybody's saying. And I actually tend to believe that that is true. However, it's really just like two years of super outlier scoring at the quarterback position and super um, kind of projectable scoring amongst the top options at the position. And it's like, it's still really just a sample size of two where we're saying we know the answer to this. But in reality, I'm not really sure that we do know the answer to this, right? I don't know what, like, you know, percentages I would put on. We have the answer versus versus we don't. But I think it's an interesting thing to consider. And I even more want to put this into my portfolio a little bit more. What's, you know, maybe three late round quarterbacks 
um, maybe even a little bit of two in case there's, uh, you know, the time where it makes sense. But generally, you know, I, I, I'm interested in this late round quarterback thing, not because I think it's, you know, the 100 percent the new way to go, but largely because everyone else thinks it's dead. And there's there's enough reason to suggest that I don't know, maybe it's just been a little a couple of years of outlier scoring at the quarterback position. And so we're going to try to see what we can do today um, to do it. So I'm hopping in. We're going to hop into a puppy now. I wasted enough time. Oh, Jesus, I'm the last one. Nice. So you guys don't get to get in and ruin my uh, teams unless you've been sitting in here waiting. But I doubt it. No bad. Oh, no. Okay. A couple of badges at the end. And the 107. Literally, the 107 is the absolute worst. A couple badges, but nothing crazy. But no, Jason, no hot dogs today. No hot dogs. DKB says, yeah, I can see a bunch of the second year guys breaking out. I feel like a fair share of the late round QBs could finish, you know, in the top 12. Yeah. I, t I tend to agree, and I tend to think that uh, we we I I think there's a there's a fair amount of the time when we get the results in from this season that we look back and say, oh yeah, Mac Jones, you know, wasn't a runner, but he's going in the he's going at pick one seventy five on a really good offense. Like the Patriots were a top ten offense last year, and the second year, pretty good young quarterback is going back there and Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins <clears throat> and Matthew Stafford and stuff are going where they're going. Or Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones stinks, right? Everybody says it. Daniel Jones stinks. But you get Brian Dayball and everybody thought Josh Allen stunk. And I'm not saying he's Josh Allen by any stretch of the imagination. I think Daniel Jones stinks too. But... He runs. He's got a bunch of weapons. He has a brilliant offensive coordinator, Zach Wilson. Everybody, he stinks. He stinks, right? Trevor Lawrence, he was terrible last year. Uh, what? Jameis, the, the Falcons quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett or Mitch. Damn it. Let me think about this. Here's what we're going to do. Because <clears throat> I know I'm going to probably be ending up with three late-round quarterbacks. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey and just get myself a little anchor anchor tight end. So I know 100% I'm only drafting two and not really if I want to draft one, I can only draft I could only draft Travis Kelsey. Two out of 12 teams advance. Big whoop if I don't have if I take a zero in Kelsey's bye week. Um and these wide receivers that I would take right here, you guys know me, I'm not taking Derrick Henry and um and Najee these wide receivers that I would take right here. It's not that I only want to take the wide receivers. It's actually not this at all that I only want to take the wide receivers for the late round quarterbacks. But I would, when I'm just breaking a tie, if I'm going to try to draft this late round quarterback team, if I'm breaking a tie, I don't want to take Stefan Diggs. Josh Allen's the most expensive quarterback. I've already locked myself out of one potential stack option. So we're going to 
just go a little bit of a different route with Kelsey there at the 107. And I think Kelsey, I think Kelsey's my sixth overall player anyway. So let's see. <laughs> yeah. Jason says, I'd be happy with Daniel Jones being 70% of Josh Allen. Seriously. Wouldn't wouldn't that be just an absolute smash late round pick? It is interesting when you start to look here at uh, the wide receivers that are available. This is definitely an interesting spot. I mean, also the speaking of the Giants, Saquon. I miss I miss the days of uh of our our, our good friend Saquon Barkley going. Jesus, now he goes thirteenth overall. Remember when we could get Saquon Barkley in like the early to mid third round? Those were the days. Those were the days. I'm going to end up Saquon Barkley. Um, actually, if you don't know, Saquon Barkley is my, if, you, uh, if you're not a subscriber, I'll give this one away. Saquon Barkley is my RB3 behind CMC and Jonathan Taylor. Um, so clearly I've been pro him, him rising up here, but I really miss the times of getting him, you know, in the early third round. You know, like starting like Cooper Cup and then pick your late second round guy and and then Saquon Barkley. That that was that was so much more fun. So much more fun. Damn it. I was kind of actually wanting Swift there. Let me think. Here we go. I know, I know that Tyreek is not as good as Mike Evans and Debo, but I'm I'm considering taking Tyreek here because Tua. You, I think you guys would agree that Tua probably fits a late round quarterback strategy. So if I'm going to break a tie, there, I really did actually want Swift to give me a little anchor running back. See, I told you I was dying. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I'm allergic. I was going to say, like, I'm allergic to the puppy. But I have two of them. And they're absolutely insane. It's also like a 10 million degrees here and 10 million percent humidity. I guess it's only... 93 right now, but it's like 93 with like 90% humidity because it's been storming. The only reason it's not 105 is because it's been storming, but then it's it's more humid. Like I'm trying to like go for a walk. I'm, I mean, I shit, I'm trying to take the dogs for a walk and it's like they can't make it like 10 minutes with this with this humidity and apparently I can't make it either. It's It's killing me. So while we're kind of sitting here waiting and obviously we're not going to be getting to any of the quarterbacks <laughs> for a while, I'm curious on what you guys in the chat think of what your like kind of favorite late round quarterbacks are obviously here. This isn't one of my favorite late round quarterbacks, but I've set myself up for Tua, which I think is kind of interesting for a late, for a late round quarterback. We talked about Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, 
I guess I would call Trevor Lawrence a, a late round quarterback. I think, you know, him and Tua are kind of like the borderline ish. Well, uh, you kind of have to see how the draft goes with them. But also curious on uh but also curious on if you guys are drafting the the Kenny Pickett's and uh, I guess now we have Baker at our disposal, um, or the Mariotas, or the Ritters, or those types of guys, um, with with you know kind of some late round quarterback teams. See, I should I shouldn't. This is always this interesting spot where I took I I believe in the reason that I took Kelsey, but then Kyle Pitts is always available to you, and you're like, God damn it, why did I do that? Hmm. I'm okay with Pittman, I think. I'm not taking Kamara. I don't really like Michael Pittman, but everybody hates Michael Pittman. I'm just gonna I I, I don't know if I've taken Michael Pittman. So we're gonna I'm gonna look at that really quick. And uh let's see in Best Bomb Mania. I've taken Pittman a couple times. Average ADP, my average ADP of Michael Pittman is 42.67. And his ADP is 30. And I just took him at 31. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah. The Pittman thing is very interesting. He's like the, it's so funny because uh, Jay, Jay White brings up Gabe Davis versus uh Versus Bateman, I'll, I'll get to that. But isn't it funny that Gabe is getting all is get, Gabe is getting memed into oblivion? Right? He's getting Trey Lance. He's getting whatever. He's getting the wide receiver versus running back meme of last year. He, he's getting this crazy. Um, sorry, I forgot to bring up the draft board. I get uh, distracted easily. He's getting memed like crazy and i don't know why he's the subject of all the hate when there's like a ton like like you said there's rashad bateman in the same range there's jerry judy in the same range Cortland sutton has never done anything to make us take him where he goes mike williams goes to the two three turn keenan allen is uh you know old as dirt and has not deserved certainly not in half point ppr to be drafted where he's drafted the michael pittman thing I know people there. I, I know a lot of people don't like Michael Pittman, but then he, his ADP has risen and he remains in that spot. He's not, it's not like he's falling. And so why is it that Gabe is the one that everybody's like, Oh, you idiot. You like Gabe Davis. He's bad at football. He's overpriced. He's, pr this is my favorite. He's priced to his ceiling. He's priced to his ceiling. What the fuck does that even mean? You're just saying shit. People just say shit that like doesn't make any sense. What if Gabe Davis is the one A one A slash one B with with Stefan Diggs in the best offense in the NFL? He's not priced at his ceiling in the at the four five turn. <laughs> like your projections, I guess, say he's priced at his ceiling, but I don't even know what the fuck that means. It's stupid. So here's a here's an interesting one. I. I I don't mind Waddle here. I'm obviously on deck and uh, have Waddle available, potentially available. Maybe not. 
There goes McLaurin. I don't want to um, force. So, on one hand, you can take Waddle here, and then and then it be it's obviously clearly what you've done to yourself with the Dolphins thing. What I'm actually going to do is take Deontay Johnson because it gives me. I, I I think I actually have Deontay ranked higher than Waddle. I, I don't remember. I'm in the process of updating rankings, but they dropped that damn puppy today that uh, uh, kind of changed some things. And uh, if I'm going to make a, like a really, really, really similar bet, I'll just give myself the flexibility of Deontay over um, – over Waddle, but I, I don't mind at these kind of new-ish prices where both Tyreek and Waddle are falling a little bit. I, I don't, I don't mind those guys. With uh... it's just that it it forces you know you don't have to have Tua with both of those guys. You definitely don't, but it forces you into you know you have less other wide receiver options, and it forces you into thinking about him a lot more and prioritizing him a lot more. And I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a flexibility stand. That's what I do. Trying to see what might make sense here. Um, let me hit. Uh, uh, so for me, this is Gabe. I get <clears throat> anyway. The question is Gabe Davis or Bateman. It's a hot topic, and I know you love Gabe, but curious if if uh, if if you think it's close. Gabe Davis has entered the chat and says Bateman. Shocker, um, but. I think a couple things. I understand. Trust me. I understand the uh, negative aspects of, of Gabe Davis and uh, sorry, I'm, I'm sort of clicking around my rankings and such a little bit here. I understand the negative uh, aspects of Gabe. 110%. He hasn't done it yet. Some people don't even think he's good. He has been, Outside, you know, then there's the the argument that all of his ADP is because of where, you know, what he did in that in that playoff game. I get every single possible argument that exists against against Gabe Davis. The issue is that there are reasons to be in on him. No matter what the haters will say, people love to make this a binary thing. He can't possibly be better than this. This dude earned basically a full a full snap role on an elite offense as a 21-year-old rookie. And I understand he went in the fourth round, but he was also an early declared that was crazy productive in college. And you get – hold on, I'm about to be on the clock. I hope – I assume Gabe Davis is not available. Oh, we're, all, we're, in, oh, we're in good shape here with, uh, with some – some guys. I'm gonna. I am gonna star a couple, a couple of guys while I'm thinking about it. We're just gonna have all the wide receivers on shitty offenses because I'm targeting the late round quarterback thing. 
I really fucking hate Brandon Cooks too. Um, let me think about this. I can't take. I I just it will make me physically ill if I take Brandon Cooks over Juju. Um, but Gabe scored. I believe it was something like <clears throat> nine touchdowns in his final. Like obviously there was a several of them in that final playoff game, something like nine touchdowns in his final, like six games or something like that. Um, earned a full-time role on this, on this elite offense. People hold things against him that they won't, and they won't hold other things against other players. Right. Everybody loves, I posted a tweet that was like, okay, I get, you know, I get the, the Gabe Davis hatred, but like who then if I'm not allowed to take Gabe from pick 40, five to pick 55 or whatever here's the adp here's the 15 players or whatever 10 12 players that exist in that range at running back and wide receiver right i I specifically didn't include quarterback and tight end because people will just say well i'm just gonna take lamar jackson and it's like honestly i i don't even i'm not even really necessarily arguing with that but if you're drafting in quantity in best ball it's like you can't take a quarterback every single time there, which also leads into the slate round quarterback conversation. But, um, sorry, fixing the board. But people are like, oh, it's Brandon Cooks. Oh, it's Allen Robinson. And it's like, Brandon Cooks is old on the fucking Houston Texans and like has absolutely zero outs to being a smash. He has he has very nice outs to being a good a fine pick where you're like yeah he he helped me he helped me he has zero outs in a game of best ball where we really only care about what happens at the top right congratulations you drafted Brandon Cooks and you finished sixth in your league right because he made your lineup he's a wide receiver two he's a wide receiver two eight times. Ooh, baby. You don't win shit from the guys who just like are average or even above average. You you need to finish in the top two of that league. So there's something to that. Then guess what? I need to make it to the finals against all the best teams. And I need to finish first out of all the best teams in the history of best ball. <laughs> like, I understand that there's a floor on Gabe Davis, but being on the bills being a being you know playing 100% of snaps or whatever on the outside with the bills as a 23 year old who has distributed a level of ceiling that some of these other guys don't have allen robinson as a 29 year old who was the wide receiver 91 like 91 last year people are like it's fine wide receiver 91 who cares um Oh, God, no. Not Amari. I really do kind of eventually start to need some running backs, huh? But I hate these running backs. Okay, I need to do something because I don't want to take Jalen Hurts, although I do like Devonta Smith. Um, No, I, I'm changing my mind. I don't I don't even really really like this cost on, on A.J. Dillon. But when you, you reach a tier of, like I said, I do like Devonta Smith, but I'm trying to maintain some flexibility. 
um, a tier of guys who are just kind of all meh. I mean, I, I do like Jalen Hurts. Like if I weren't doing this late round quarterback thing. Um, but when you kind of start with this structure, a bunch of wide receivers, I think AJ Dillon makes some sense. Give me, give me those uh, usable weeks at running back. But the other thing um, I was I was talking to actually, obviously I talked to him yesterday, our buddy Pat Corain from NBC Sports and Ship Chasing, <clears throat> and uh, uh, I didn't miss your comment, Casey. But I was talking to Pat uh, because I posted that tweet about like, okay, who are you supposed to draft exactly? Like, who am I allowed to draft? Dear Twitter, who am I allowed to draft at the four or five turn? If it's not Gabe Davis and every single fucking person said Allen Robinson and Brandon Cooks. Like everybody. <clears throat> and uh, and it was funny, like, you know, I, I uh, engaged with a few folks. And one of the person, somebody said something like, uh, well, you know, I, I don't know if Allen Robinson's still good, but. Right. Because the whole premise was like, yes, Gabe has huge question marks, but he also has a huge upside case. On the flip side, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson has an upside case. I don't I don't hate Allen Robinson, but he also has huge question marks. The dude was horrific last year and people make the excuse for Allen Robinson. Oh, he was bad is the Bears. You know, it was the Bears. Darnell Mooney was good. We're drafting David Montgomery still on the Bears. We're drafting Darnell Mooney still on the Bears, but Allen Robinson was shit. And it's like, no, it's fine. He's on the he's on the Rams. You're like, it's fine for this dude who was shit last year that's on the Rams, and he's almost 30. But it's not fine for the 23-year-old who just had one of the best playoff performances ever on the Bills. Someone explain someone's got to explain that one to me. Oh, yeah. Easy game. Tony Pollard. Sorry, I don't like Antonio Gibson, um, even at pick 79. I know that might be a little bit controversial, but uh, such is life. You guys can deal with it. I'm, I'm okay with this, though. Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Michael Pittman, Deontay Johnson, Juju, A.J. Dillon, and Tony Pollard. Little uh, zero running back. Um, Casey says, come here for the hot sauce. Got... <laughs> Come here for the hot sauce. Got cucked into Eric justifying his A.J. Dillon pick. That's what happens when you draft A.J. Dillon in the sixth round. You have to justify it. What the fuck do you want me to do? Um, what's the difference between A.J. Dillon and Ramondre? One plays for a team with one of the best quarterbacks of all time who just lost Devontae Adams, which could be perceived as a knock, but also could be perceived as a uh, A.J. Dillon's going to get the ball. Uh, AJ Dillon is a little better than Ramondre, in my opinion. If you if you want to debate that, that's fine. Also, the Patriots have like seven fucking running backs. There's a big difference between one team. Also, one team has Matt Patricia and Joe Judge competing to be the offensive coordinator. So it's it would be bad enough if they just hired one of them to be the offensive coordinator, but they said, you both suck. 
So we're going to let the two maybe shittiest possible offensive coordinators compete for this job since Josh McDaniels is gone. But you come from the Belichick tree, so you know he's just going to hire his buddies. So they have two of the dumbest potential offensive coordinators with a team that just that has Damian Harris, who was the lead back last year. I know we're like riding Damian Harris off. I have, by the way, Ramondre is like one of my highest on running backs, but I'm just making the the bear case. We're like we as a market have said, oh no, Damian, it's over for Damian Harris, even though he was the lead last year and he was really good. <laughs> James White is probably going to come back, and they literally drafted two running backs. <laughs> they, like they, they, I have no idea what's going on in New England, but there's definitely uh, a, a serious difference between between the two. Uh, ooh, Traylon or Christian Kirk are both very interesting on this team. Chris Olave, I got to take Traylon Burks though. I actually don't mind Christian Kirk, but Traylon Burks. The plummet of Traylon Burks is something I'm actually uh, he he might be a player that I put into the playbook for Puppy Two actually that I'm writing where I spotlight a few players I think that are good targets in that in that particular tournament. He's on my list. I made a little short list, and uh, I'm considering putting putting him on there because it's just like the perfect buying time, right? I don't I I haven't been drafting much Traylon Burks, but now. This plummet that he's been on is is pretty interesting. Getting him, you know, not pick ninety to a hundred or whatever is pretty interesting. Also, obviously, fits this build. Also, for my week seventeen bros, Tony Pollard and Traylon Burks is a fun correlation. DKB says a Rob's reception perception was still good, so it definitely gives me a little bit more confidence. Otherwise, I'd be I'd be really out on him. Yeah. Um, I love what, uh, uh, what Matt does. I love reception perception, but it's also, um, one, one piece of the puzzle, you know, it's a tool in the tool belt and, uh, people like to use one specific thing. This guy's good, right? Terry McLaurin is good. Terry McLaurin is better than this guy because his reception perception says he's better. And like, maybe, but again, it's a, I, I, those are the things I like to think of. I like to store away. I call all that, I'll call all that shit interesting. It's all interesting. And I keep it in there because it's interesting, but it's not a binary one versus one. Like his reception perception wasn't bad. So like a Rob's not dust. I mean, if you're like, look, I know the bears were bad, but like, we can we can also be realistic about he's old and that was fucking pathetic <laughs> what he what he just did i think singletary here yeah so now we're we're slowly drawing closer to the late round qb thing but this i mean this is this is kind of fun this is a pretty fun team travis kelsey tyree kill michael pittman Deontay Johnson, speaking of perception, perception, I know Matt uh, uh, likes Michael Pittman. Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, 
A.J. Dillon to start a zero running back team, Tony Pollard, Traylon Burks, and Devin Singletary. I'm pretty cool with A.J. Dillon, Tony Pollard, and Devin Singletary. And then uh, 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 starting with Travis Kelsey, but still getting Traylon Burks as your wide receiver five. It's pretty fun. I'm starting to get into this late round QB thing. When you say, "I'll hate," I will hate my. Uh, I will. Ha- oh, this is this is interesting. I will. I will hate my quarter. I'll end up hating my quarterbacks. But it makes you feel real. You know, there's a mental health benefit to late round quarterback. You get through the first X. You know, twelve rounds of your draft or whatever, and. Look at that. This is an all-star squad. Then you look at your quarterbacks, and it's like Ryan Tannehill, Jared Goff, and Malik Willis. But look at those first. Look at those first picks. Um Jay White says Bateman splits with Lamar were godlike and he was coming off injury and no preseason. I just think people are sleeping on him. I mean, no one's sleeping on him. He goes. Very high. Uh, it's like the Gabe thing. No one's sleeping on Gabe. I still like Gabe, but nobody's sleeping on Rashad Bateman. He 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 went at the five oh one. That's not sleeping on anybody. Where should he go? Who should he go in front of? I like Bateman. I like Bateman fine. Yep, I agree. There's I don't I don't have any real issue. I don't I I wouldn't say that his splits were. Godlike Cooper Cup was godlike, uh, but I do appreciate the hyperbole as a hyperbolic person myself. Godlike, <laughs> uh, best ball moderate says I have zero Traylon. I take Tony Allen Lazard, MVS, and Gage in that range. Well, Gage is definitely not in that range anymore. Uh, I don't think any of those guys were available when I took Burks. MVS, no, MVS went right in front of me, so I all. But it would it would have been an interesting decision because I already had Juju and Kelsey, um, and I don't know if I want to with you know without Mahomes, I don't know if I want to attach that third chief, but it would have been at least a, a discussion. But I don't think any of those other guys were available. They're all gone. Yeah, Tony's gone. So I I, I actually I think I have all those guys uh, higher up. Ooh. Chase Evans is like a little interesting on this team. I cannot take a quarterback yet. Remind me. I, God damn it. I'm going to take. I don't even really like Chase Edmonds, but I can't, I can't possibly take Tim Patrick. I pick 114 and Michael Gallup. Um, if you listen to the Sharp Angles podcast with, with, uh, oh my God, Joe Betts. Is that his name? No. God damn it. Someone remind me what the Sharp Angles podcast. Of course, my internet's going to be slow. No. I don't want to screw up this. Matt Betts? I don't want to screw up his name. He works for fantasy footballers. Awesome and like amazing resource on injuries. Um and such. And so I just wanted to give that a little push, that that podcast. Um Matthew Betts. Thank you, Sam. Samuel says Matthew Betts. I couldn't remember. Sorry, Matt. 
actually I'm going to try to bring Matt on. He doesn't know that yet, but I'm going to try to bring Matt on. So I apologize for forgetting your, your first name. I knew it was. Come on, at least spell it right, David. As I forget the first name, I'm telling you to uh, spell it right. All right. So, like I said, we are slowly starting to get into into quarterback range. I have four running backs, five wide receivers, and Travis Kelsey. So I feel pretty good about where we're at with everything. Um, but, yeah, Matt definitely has me <laughs> not particularly interested in Michael Gallup. Um, ooh. okay, shit. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take Jacoby Myers, not necessarily because I love Jacoby Myers, but, uh, I really want to have some, uh, some Patriots set up here. Really want to have some Patriots. TKB says, I found, uh, yeah, I find pods with injury experts and beat writers to be the most valuable pods by a lot. Thanks. As you listen to a uh, show that is not either of those. Appreciate that. Um, I'm kidding. Obviously, I found it really valuable too. And uh, Matt was great. <clears throat> Rich is great. It's a great episode. Go listen. Go find that one. Sharp Bengals. But as you saw there, you know, so Justin Fields is available to me. Uh, Tua, who is clearly someone on my list, is available to me. But I I didn't want to force it and and then, you know, fuck up the team by by forcing one of the quarterbacks. And I do I do actually I, I, I do like Jacoby Myers quite a bit. Uh David uh, says we're all we're, we're all just here for dog wrestling. Can you? Oh no, wrong way. He is. Uh, hold on. He's right there. One of them. If you can see. Sleeping. Sleeping good. Just they really live a tough life, you know. They really live a tough life. It is way too hot for these. They're husky shepherd mix dogs, about seventy-five pounds ish. They're six, six years old, and uh, it is just absolutely way too hot for them. It's too fucking hot for me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a middle-aged <laughs> human, and like I walk out there, and it's like, God, I, I can't stand it out here. I'm dying. Yeah, agree with this. David says dog wrestling content uh, greater than sign like a hundred of them over Coakley puking on stream content. I, I I agree, and I I've felt really bad since. <laughs> for anyone that missed, for anyone that missed this again last week, we did the hot dog eating contest uh, draft stream, and um, we reached. I don't know round six or something like that. I don't, I don't remember what round it was. We reached round, you know, middle of the draft and the hot dogs had caught up to Rob. And so they needed to be purged from his body. And, um, I, <laughs> I, you know, have the controls right on mute, 
remove people from the stream and all of that. And I was laughing while also like trying to cover the fact that he just, just stood up and walked away to go vomit. And, uh, I don't you do this. If, if Rin, Oh yes. Okay. Look at that. All right. First quarterback of the late round quarterback build. Does everyone, is everyone okay with a 12th round? Is that, is this acceptable for late round quarterback? I feel like this is acceptable. Like getting into this tier of like the Tua's of the world. I feel like that's, that's late round to me. I'm kind of interested in you guys take on that, on what you would classify as late round. I, 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 I would say I, I kind of have, um, fields as what i would call a backstop to the to the late round which is interesting because he he was not that far away um but it's like this you know fields usually goes a little bit before that you know it's this like 10th 11th round range with the cousins rogers fields cousins car those guys there's that lumping there in that 10th 11th round and then um where I think it's still maybe fine to do two quarterbacks with those guys. I'm not saying you need to, but I'm saying they're good enough to where it's possible that that's okay. But then like you get into the Tua's and the Lawrence's and the Zach Wilson's and all that kind of stuff. Um, Casey says the tier after Tua, which I think is fine. So like, hold on, let me pull it up. So no other quarterbacks have gone since, since Tua. So you, Tua, Casey, you would say Tua is like kind of the cutoff. Late round is now. Jameis, Matt Ryan, Daniel Jones, whatever. Um, I think that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable. David says, I consider the 10th round and later. So even more like the cousins, the Kirk Cousins of the world. Uh, and he says, if Fields is my QB1, I'm almost certainly taking three. So like that's a even... Uh, you know, so that's another thing. There's varying levels to all of that. But why I say the Tua thing is because the Cousins, Carr, Rogers, and stuff of the world are kind of, they don't have the upside to be an elite quarterback, but they're like a bankable production type of thing. Right? And And then you reach like a Justin Fields, who is very much so not bankable production, but he's a young, high upside rushing quarterback with a profile that is very high upside, also low floor, but a, a very high upside profile. And you get past that, you could argue Lawrence. I think he proved last year he's pretty low floor. You, but you get past Lawrence into Tua, who is Tua is like from a projection standpoint, Tua is like a shitty version of the Kirk Cousins, Derek Cars and stuff of the world where he's not going to run a lot. He's not like a super big play guy or whatever, but you're just kind of going to get there through the fact that he has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And, and, and I do think he has a little more up, like he has the youth factor on his side. And like, I, everybody hates Tua, which I, I, I understand, but he's, uh, I think he's a little better than the market gives him credit for. So that's why I think he was debatable. That's why I brought it. That's why I brought it up. Um, what what's my structure here? Four running backs: AJ Dillon, Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, and Chase Edmonds. So we got the little Tua, Tyreek Hill, Edmonds stack. I'm on the clock here in the 13th round with Tyreek, Michael Pittman, Deontay Johnson, Juju, Traylon Burks, Jacoby Myers, and Travis 
Kelsey. DJ Chark does make sense here. So does so does Kenny Gainwell, though, who I am quite fond of of, of Kenny Gainwell. I don't have a lot of um DJ Chark, and I, I really do like the Lions. So we're gonna do we're gonna do that. Again, going back to shout out to Matt Betts. Uh if Jamison Williams is slow or maybe even like almost never able to get back up to a hundred percent Jamison Williams in this season. Damn it. Daniel Jones. Uh, DJ Chark is a clear, you know, benefactor benefactor of that. Uh, Best ball moderate says after cousins, I just wait till the end. Yeah. I think that's reasonable too. Um, It just kind of depends. You know, you, it's an interesting <clears throat> late round quarterback thing, which I'm getting more into. Even like doing this draft, I kind of thought it might sour me on the the subject, but this this draft is a uh, definitely not definitely not uh, uh, souring me on late round quarterback. But it's a delicate balancing act, right? Where you're trying to maximize all these other positions, and then take a group of say three quarterbacks that blend together this ability to get you enough points while still getting you upside and all of that. Right. So like if you totally punt it off and you just take like Davis mills and Jared Goff and I don't know who's another, whoever is another and Baker, that's probably the best you take Davis mills and Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff. It's like, that's late round quarterback. And those guys are like going to get points, but like you're, basically guaranteeing you're losing a lot of points every week at the position. And so it's trying to weigh those things, right? Like I still want to compete at the position. I know I'm not going to like truly compete at, at quarterback with Josh Allen and Lamar and Kyler Murray and Mahomes and stuff, but you get a, like you get a two, a breakout and you're close enough right? That's the whole point. And then you have three of them. So theoretically, then you're kind of like, you have the option to ping pong this stuff. Like, okay, I got the two, a 25 point game. And then next week I get the Matt Ryan, 25 point game. And I get the Daniel Jones, 25 point game and the Jared Goff, 25 point. I'm ping ponging between, between those, but you do still need a, like there is a requisite level of upside that you still kind of need. You know, and so that's the balance. That's the by far the most difficult balance. So I'm on the clock again here. I think uh, I'm at pick. So I, I look the the anti reach people. Please don't earmuffs. But I'm taking Mac Jones here. I have Mac Jones ranked significantly higher than where he goes. This was uh, I picked him at pick 162 in his ADP. Is 172. So just, you know, if that bothers you so much, then move along to a different channel. This YouTube channel is not the one for you. But he fits my team very, very well. And um, I do think he's the right kind of profile that I want from a floor ceiling perspective on a late round quarterback team. And now I'm like set up really well. I feel good about Tua and Mac. Do I feel good enough to not take a third? I don't think so, personally. Um, I, I I like adding on the Davis Mills, 
Kenny Pickett's Atlanta guys. Um, you know, I, I like adding on, even if, if, if the room doesn't work out for you and it's like, okay, let's do Desmond Ritter or let's do Malik Willis or something like that. I don't, that's not my goal <laughs> for this draft, but I, but I think it's okay. But that's because I've waited on quarterback and given myself these two options that are still strong. They have enough upside to end Mac Jones are not going to be superstar quarterbacks, but they have enough upside to be pretty damn good that the combination of those two are keeping me in the game at, uh, at quarterback. I, I do generally agree with this Casey silly. Casey says it's silly that Matt Ryan is this low. He's trash, but he gets Frank Reich and a killer running back O-line combo. And I also don't think it like that. It's a lock that he's trash. He was like pretty good last year. Again, these are like super silly stats, kind of like what I was talking about with the reception perception thing, where, which reception perception is not silly uh, to be clear. But I was just saying when I was talking about that, it's like it's 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 a tool and it's interesting. But like Matt Ryan, like when he was actually able to stay upright and not get pressured and stuff, even with the lack of weapons was pretty good still last year. Now he goes to a situation with a smart coach, as you said, and an elite offensive line, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. The receiving weapons aren't amazing, but they're decent. They th- This type of offense was good with Phillip Rivers. Why can't Matt Ryan um, kind of do, do something similar? Uh, I am going to queue up Alec Pierce. There's Tannehill, which is like remotely interesting as the third. I am, I'm not going to take him over uh, Alec Pierce, though. So I'm, I'm I'm pretty in on Alec Pierce, and uh, I'll f- I should have been paying a little bit more attention. I, so I am probably going to be done at at, uh, at wide receiver now, though. I wasn't I was not uh, I was honestly not paying enough attention to my structure because I really do want. I think I I, I think I'm going to need the two other running backs right with Dylan Pollard, Singletary, and Edmonds. I think I'm gonna gonna need them. But as Samuel says, I mean, pick. I have Deontay Johnson. Um, Samuel loves Pickett for his late round quarterback teams and no one is, is baking in any upside for him. I mean, I totally agree. And if, if you don't like Pickett, then theoretically you might like Mitch Trubisky, which I understand that people don't like Mitch Trubisky, but from an upside stance in a late round quarterback, both of the Pittsburgh guys, they're the Pittsburgh guys and the Atlanta guys are like partial reasons why I think the late round quarterback thing is pretty freaking fascinating this year. Because the only reason those guys don't get drafted or get drafted in the 18th round is solely because we don't know who is the starter. And even if we did, is Trubisky going to hold on to the job? You know, Atlanta is going to stink, so Mariota won't hold on to the job. But every single one of those four guys in and of themselves have upside. Mariota runs. Ritter runs. They have, you know, Atlanta weapons are okay. But, I mean, Kyle Pitts... Um, Drake London, Brian Edwards, it's not that bad. And then uh, Pittsburgh, the weapons are amazing. The situation's awesome. The only reason the Steelers quarterbacks don't get taken like way high, like, like if, if the Steelers didn't sign Mitch and they just had Pickett would go so much higher or vice versa. If they didn't draft Pickett and they only signed Mitch, he would go way higher, but they don't because we don't know. But that's what makes them interesting on these kinds of teams is you can mix them in 
And if you're wrong, you still have two other guys. They still have outs to play. Right? Mariota is definitely going to start the year. Mitch is probably going to start the year. But like they have out it's not you're not it's not dead. Your 18th round running back is probably dead too. So who gives a shit? <laughs> you know? Um I, I think they're very very interesting. Uh there is Tannehill. I am an, I'm going to keep waiting though and uh look at some of these running backs. Not Mostert, not Brian. I'm not a big Brian Robinson fan. I am a big Dante Foreman fan. A little early. Maybe. No, it's not. It's not. Who am I kidding? Take your guys. I don't really like Marlon Mack that much. I don't really like Jamal Williams. I definitely don't want J.D. McKissick. So uh, Dante Foreman is my guy. He's one of my guys. I'm just going to take him. Don't don't uh, become a slave to the ADP. If, if it's a round early in the 16th round, who cares? It doesn't matter. Dante Foreman at 16.6 versus Dante Foreman at 17.6 doesn't fucking matter. I almost I almost fell for the trap that I literally tell people not to not to drop. David says the Atlanta pass catcher is greater than New England, Cleveland, or Indy. Cle- that's interesting. I'm trying to think about that. Indy for sure. <laughs> Indy for sure. Uh what did you say? New England. Cleveland, Amari, David Bell, Njoku, Harrison Bryant, TPJ. And then New England is like a, it's so weird because they have more guys. Atlanta has Pitts in London. And then uh, New England has a bunch of dudes, none of which who are as good as Pitts in London. Well, I mean, we'll see about London, but upside, you know, from an upside case. But it's like Jacoby Myers, yep, uh, decent, like him. Kendrick Bourne, whatever, boring veteran, but kind of good. Kind of good. He's an average NFL football player, but like from a fantasy perspective. Devontae Parker, yep, another same thing as Kendrick Bourne. Uh, Tyquan Thornton, rookie, I don't know, deep, deep play, deep ball threat. Uh, Hunter Henry, pretty good, pretty good football player. Janu, whatever. You know, it's just like a bunch of whatever. So they've accumulated a volume of whatever. So it's kind of like, do you like a quantity of meh or two pretty good? One, especially pretty good. And then a bunch of shit. <laughs> You know, I guess, depending on your Brian Edwards take. Dude, this is fucking insane. Shout out to you, Eric. Shout out to you, Eric B. The amount I talked about, I talked about, I literally went into a freaking soliloquy with Pat yesterday talking about this. What is it about this channel that brings in Eric's so many Eric's and it's one thing to bring in Eric's like to subscribe. It's another thing to uh, bring in Eric's to comment in the chat, right? Most people don't like, like to comment necessarily on uh, the shows and stuff that they watch. I am going to add golf because he's uh interesting Davis Mills makes up for a potential. Is Brevin Jordan available? Yeah. Mills Brevin backdoor is kind of actually pretty. Ooh, I clicked Mechie. 
five seconds. I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Mills. I, I like I like the idea that we just talked through. Well, I say I'm gonna do this, and somebody's definitely gonna take them. But I'm gonna try to do Mills, Brevin, Jordan backdoor stack. If it doesn't work, John Mechie. I assume Nico's gone. If it doesn't work, I'm gonna have a freaking naked. Uh, Davis Mills team, which is not my, there goes Mechie, which is not my hope, but um, you know what can you do when you draft on stream and people take your guys? It's it is what it is. I'm also an idiot. I just realized the the Alec Pierce pick was terrible. This should have been this should have been three six seven two, and now I'm thinking about. The running backs are just not good enough. Um, I think I think on this particular team, what has to happen, I ha- I have to take another running back. I I know that the people will not will not be happy about, uh, you know, only only one tight end, but with these five running backs, I really I really think I need to have an, a sixth. I'm punting off quarterback already, right? And, but my wide receivers are really good, and obviously my tight end is really good. So I can't, I can't give away this team by not having enough running backs. And uh, thus, in week eight, the zero, I'll just have to overcome it. And I think people are unwilling to. It's a, another quick side tangent while I'm three picks away. People are unwilling to do those kinds of things because they're rigid to I have to take two tight ends. I can't take that zero or whatever. And like I don't I don't typically take a lot of zeros at at quarterback war or tight end. But when you start to go through this draft and like I think I kind of made a mistake on the Alec Pierce pick, it's okay. Just not don't don't be rigid to that rule. Take and so I'm gonna take one of my guys here with Dearness. Um, I also like Eno here, Brian Robinson's whatever. I don't want Sony. I took I took Chase Edmonds. Um, I'm taking Dearness because he's one of the guys I'm really trying to. I think he actually might be one of the players I do spotlight in the playbook for this puppy too. Uh, I'm just trying to get out in front of any potential Cleveland trade or or whatever with uh, mainly with Dearness and Cream Hunt. So uh, he's very clearly proven to have upside when given a role. I think he's a good football player. If he gets moved, I think it'll be good for him. If Hunt gets moved, it'll be good for him. If neither do, it's okay. Nobody got moved last year and Dearness was okay. Obviously he needs a little help to get there, but uh, I think it's, I think it's totally fine. Um, Just hit a couple Pestball Moderate says the difference in tight end ceilings makes it easier to take a zero. I totally agree. 100%. Nailed it. Bollock says, I had a Lamar Lance team on DK, then Daniel Jones slid 40, pa- 40 picks past ADP. Almost never roll three with those two, but at that price, I'm in. David says 10 points is actually over overstating it in terms of that week eight only having Travis Kelsey. What's the median tight end score for the week? Definitely lower than 10. Probably closer to five. That's way less impactful than a season's worth of the brittle, shallow running back production. 100%. That's exactly how I was thinking about it. You absolutely, absolutely nailed it. 
Alex Berg says, scared Twitter is shaking because you're missing out on Austin Hooper's one catch for seven yards in week eight. That's the other thing. It's like, how will I, I can't take a zero? Well, you're going to take an 18th round tight end. So that's the thing. What's the median tight end score? The median tight end score includes the, the top guys. You're taking an 18th rounder. Your projection is not even at the median when you take them. So you're projecting for lower than the median. So you're only, at tight end, you're only giving away a few points. So um, anyway, that that is it. I do got to run. Guys, as I said at the top, it is my sister's birthday. My sister's birthday today. Um, be on the lookout for that playbook for the puppy too. I'm working on finishing that up this afternoon or tomorrow or tomorrow morning. And we'll be back on Monday to do another draft. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. You guys are awesome. This was a lot of fun. And I think I'm going <laughs> to think I'm going to draft a lot more late round quarterback teams now after uh, talking this through with you guys. I'll see you guys on Monday. Peace.